What's up guys, Key Michael here, professional volleyball player, Olympian, photographer, YouTuber, and now podcaster. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> but I've been playing volleyball professionally for 10 years and I want to shed a little bit of light on what that means, especially in the era of 2020 and COVID. So I booked a flight, rented a car, and I set off throughout Europe to meet professional female volleyball players and tell their stories. Because as you guys know, we're all so much more than just an athlete. And that's what's born this series, The Volley Bubble. So be sure to hop on over to YouTube and see all the behind the scenes of trainings and in the homes of the guests on this show. But for now, just sit back and enjoy a raw and candid conversation between two professional female athletes. All right, people, people of the interwebs. Welcome to guest number eight. This is literally, this is going so much faster than I expected to go. Eight guests already. Kiki. And this one, possibly gonna be my favorite because one of my favorite people, Ali Franti. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Do you want to tell the people immediately why I call you Moose or should we say that to the end? I don't know if we want to create some suspense or... I feel like we should tell them right now. Right now? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's, let's let yeah. the people in on the secret. Do, do you want to start talking about it or do you want... I mean, uh, my memory of it is... Okay, so Moose yeah, and I yeah. played together in Malouse, Moose yes. from Malouse. Yes. <laughs> and this was like three years ago, right? Yeah. Wow, it's been three years. That's yes. crazy. And I think, this is my memory of it, you, our coach, Magali, couldn't pronounce your name. She kept calling you Ali or R R A yes, or something like that. it was like, they said Ali, but it was like Ale. Like they would always yes. say Ale in practice. So that means go, like Ale, Ale. I'm like, what? Like, what yeah, are you trying to do? Yeah, it was like, Ale, let's go, Ale, Ale, Ale. And yes. you're like, what is going yeah. on? And I was just like, no, we need a different name for me because this is not going to work. And then I said, okay, my last name's Franti, uh -huh. but she couldn't pronounce the fra so well. So she's like, fra. like, mm -hmm. so then they were like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And then, um, I actually, fun fact, I took French class um, for like two years in high school and we were just going over like fruits and vegetables, like numbers, basic things. And then all of a sudden we came across this word called pomplamousse. Yes. And I was laughing so hard in like class. I could not stop laughing. I was crying with this word. I mean, it's so it's stupid. It's a hilarious word. Pomplemousse. Yes. Pomplemousse. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, I want my name to be that in French, you know? So on name day, when French class, like when we, we pick our names, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be called Pomplemousse. So then they just abbreviated to moose. And then after that, I guess it just happened and then yeah. we started saying that in practice and it's just moose ever since and i love it i literally I, it doesn't roll off the tongue for me to say ally i'm like i'm going to see my friend moose and and my mom was like moose? Yeah. yeah i'm like ally from Malou, do you remember but i yeah i love yeah. it I, I think it's so cute and it, yeah. it's stuck and i hope that anyone in future in your future volleyball career i hope that everyone calls you moose because i think it just, uh, it's just super cute i know so moose um, as I said, we've known each other for three years, so I feel like we're just going to have a conversation. It's not a, like I've tell everyone on this. It's not an interview. The volleyball podcast is just two volleyball players talking volleyball or not volleyball. Yes. Just whatever we decide. Whatever we want. Um, but let's start off by telling the folks you went to Penn State. Yes. For four years. 
Is there anything before that that sort of like helped mold Minnie Moose into the player that she was? Um, before that, so before Penn State, I played um, club volleyball for like, oh my gosh, since I was nine years old. So mm -hmm. like basically like my whole life. But yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, it was so funny. I, 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 as a little girl, I know it's just crazy to say, but I like, I wanted to set goals and I was like, okay, I'm so going to do this. I'm like, what's the best volleyball school in the nation? Like, okay, I'm going to just go there. I want to be the best I can. And when you think about it, it's kind of like unrealistic or it feels like, okay, like you're crazy. But in my head, I was just like, okay, like I just have this feeling like I just need to keep pushing. Like, I feel like I can do it. And I always had that in the back of my mind. I was like, okay, like one day, like maybe if I work hard enough, I can have the opportunity. And so it's kind of crazy to think that it actually did happen. But um, yeah, now I'm sitting here with you and it's like, whoa, like where did that time go? You know, it, it goes by so fast. So you actually just kind of pulled the name out of the hat. You thought, okay, I want to go to the best volleyball school in the nation. Boom, it's Penn State. Yeah, that was kind That's of how awesome. it started. Yeah, I was like, I was really into volleyball at that time at nine. I was like, mom, like, what is, what's like the best school? Like, what is a really good school for volleyball? Like, I want to be the best, you know? Like, I want to go somewhere amazing. And, she, and this is when Penn State won like four back-to-back -back national mm -hmm. championships. So I was like, okay, like Penn State, that's it. That's where I'm going to go. Like that's, you know, and of course I obviously, during the recruiting process when I had other options, you know, thankfully, I, you know, I'm so blessed that I did. Like I, I was thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, I think Penn State is obviously the place I want to go, yeah. but I also like, you know, because it was Dip such a prestigious, water. yeah, I see other, see other schools, you know, because, but, you know, I was nervous. I didn't, I didn't commit to Penn State until like my, my junior year, like fall, fall junior year. So it was um, just one of those moments where I was like, okay, like it's a little intimidating because yeah. you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. You're not guaranteed play time. Like yeah. nothing's ever guaranteed, but yeah, yeah it was but you ended up being a four-year starter. Yeah, yeah, fortunately. <laughs> so you must have done something right. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope, yes, yes. And would you say that Penn State kind of molded you into the player you are, or did you already come into Penn State thinking and knowing your path, your future sort of volleyball path? Uh, so I would say Penn State definitely mold, molded me into who I am now. I think going Who is into, a lovely person. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Ben Sitt, <laughs> for making our moves. Yeah, I, you know, I, going in, I was very, um, not, I, I was a little naive of what to expect. And, you know, I was just a very, like, happy-go-lucky girl. And I feel like after I left Penn State, I just kind of, I've learned that, okay, like, there's a time to be serious and there's a time to, you know, push through hardships and hard times. And I really think that Penn State was such a challenging part of my life. Like it was so demanding, so yeah. like grueling each day, you know, practice three hours a day, if not more. And yeah. I think like the grind of it, like it really showed me how much I could like push myself and yeah. I know that sounds like cheesy but like really like it, it tested every bit of me really and so I think like after going through that experience I was like okay I can really handle anything else I feel like but, yeah yeah but that's the thing I think college I mean we all know having gone through college you know there's the preseason and, and it is it's a gruel yes would you say that living overseas is more of a gruel or it's a more of a 
oh, it's actually, whew, I, I don't have to study. I don't have to um, do three days. I feel really relaxed. But at the same time, you're living overseas. You're living far from your family. You maybe are not speaking your language. What was more, which is more difficult? Which is your... I would say, I think Penn State, just because mm. of balancing school and volleyball, it was just so much, you know, yeah. you're trying to get your degree while playing like at a high level of volleyball. But yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously living in a foreign country, it gives its challenges all the time, you know, so all the time, going to the grocery store, like, oh, what does that mean? Every day, yes, yes, every day it's a challenge, so um, I would say, I would say that for sure, it, it, Penn State, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, because I, as you you sort of mentioned that you were a happy-go-lucky kid, let's Mm, say, Were you, and I know you're really close with your family because I know you, but was that hard then going overseas versus going to college, leaving your family and and sort of going out on your own? Yeah, so, okay, so I first, most people don't know, but I actually graduated in December 2017. So I went to Slovenia, like right after college. And yeah, so I was there for like three months, like during like the playoffs. and I remember I was just like away from home for the first time outside of a country, like into a into Europe, you know? Yeah. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like I was alone for like the first time with people that didn't really speak my language. Like it yeah. was, it was hard and it was a different, different challenge than what I was used to, you know, you know, at least in, in Penn State, everyone spoke my language and the culture yeah. was the same, but you know, I was, completely like thrown off I had no idea how to navigate talk to people and you know it was just so when I was with like myself for a long time there was like oh my gosh like I do miss my family more than you know I did at Penn State because they were in my country you know what I mean like it was a little is that distance yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 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 Yeah. and okay so playing abroad uh, I love it and I did it for 10 years and I wouldn't change it for the world do you envision yourself staying in this career? Like you want to do it forever for as long as your legs will work? Or are you kind of like, oh, in the back of your mind, and you want to go back to the States because comfort and maybe yeah. a steady job? Yeah, what so I always tell myself, um, as long as I'm happy and as long as I'm healthy and enjoying what I do, I will do it as long as I can. Yes. So yes, yes, that is my um, motto for volleyball. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing I wanted to say is that, you know, it. volleyball has been so much of my life but it's not everything you know it's it's just a part of me and I you know I always think about okay what's what's something that I enjoy outside or what what do I want to do after you know and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking about that because you know I feel like we're not just one-dimensional people you know there's so much else to like bring to the table so yes and I've been discovering that recently because I mean as you can look around I have all these cameras and microphones (laughs) and and, uh, lights that I didn't used to have (laughs) Um, discovering this sort of new passion and trying to follow it to wherever it goes. What do you, th- what are you thinking after volleyball or on the side yes. of volleyball at the same time even? You know, it's a great question. I actually was just talking to you about this two days ago. Um, I really, so I did graduate with a degree in ho- uh, hospital management, um, mm-hmm. HPA and, um, hospital management or yeah, like health, uh, health administration, right. like, yeah, policy. So Um, I did that and I, you know, I 
in the summer when I was at school, I did like work in a nursing home. I did an internship there. I loved it. So yeah. I could see myself doing something like that. But I also like recently have been drawn towards like interior design and uh. like staging and all of that. Cause I find myself each day always looking online, like at different like textures, uh, yes. places, like homes, like just everything. Like I, I find such a joy in creating a space. I and think I think you would be so good at it because I walked into your apartment and obviously some of it is, you know, furnished by you and some of it's from the club, but I just yeah. had this feeling of like, Ooh, this is a really cozy place to live yeah. in. It's, it's, it's stylish as well. There's, you know, you kind of, there's a balance between making it comfortable and functional yes. and modern yes. and whatever, you know, whatever yeah. your style is. I, I think it's so important to create a space that feels like you or you feel safe and home and it expresses who you are as a person. Yes. So I think like to help someone like navigate like that with them, like, oh, I would love to do that. That'd yes. be such a fun job for me. Yes, I'm yeah. hiring you as soon as I have an apartment. Right. <laughs> Perfect. I don't have an apartment right now. <laughs> I am a literally a gypsy right now, but um, as soon as I get an apartment, I'll hire you to, Perfect. to do Because I was showing you, um, what is her name? Kristen Hildebrand. Yeah, you were. She was a USA national player and she's not playing anymore. And she's literally just thrown herself into this second career, which is exactly that interior design and fabrics and patterns and style of everything. And I, I binge watch her Instagram. And I think that kind of stuff is so interesting. And in 2020, where you can get all of this at your fingertips with Pinterest or YouTube or you know, you can teach yourself that as you're playing volleyball and building your career, you That's can true. also teach yourself your second career. Yes. And so it, so it doesn't sneak up on you like mine did. <laughs> I think you're doing a pretty good job though. But um, having said second career, you're still just like in the very beginning stages of your first career, which is volleyball, because I think that you have so far to go and I'm, I'm biased because A, because I love you, but also because I think that you are such a stud at volleyball. And you've played now in in France, in Poland, and you're in Italy now. Yes. Yeah. What uh, What are your thoughts on those three leagues? Yeah. So you know, oh man, France was a blast. My yeah. first full season. Um, you were uh, in Champions League. We were in Champions League. Yeah, year, right? we were in Champions League. First year yeah. out the gate, out of college, into Champions League. Yeah, Boom. it was amazing. I, I think we had such a good, good group of people too. Yeah. Like it was a good, good atmosphere all the way around. I, I don't know. It was special for me, and I don't know the places we went to, and like the south of France. Like, yeah. oh, just you can't replace that. It was so fun, and this girl made it so much better and we <laughs> we used to go on photo shoots together because this is right when I was getting into cameras yes yes and we used kiki to go out like kiki was so obsessed with photography at the time and she was Still always am. at practice talking about oh, I can't wait to do this after practice uh -huh. this this and that and you know I was like all right like let's do it like, okay I'm up yeah, for it that's yeah. what I love. I think that's yeah. why we bonded so yeah so immediately because you were just up for everything yeah. and you were like sure I'll be your model and we were, yeah, we were just like going, to, like going to Basel and like just yeah. going to Colmar and oh, just taking photos. So and Those are great places. Good times. Yeah, good times. Yeah, good places. Um, okay, but playing in Italy, this, I, I have to say personally, I did love Malouse and I've played in a few different places, but for me, Italy was the spot for volleyball. I mean, I just felt totally welcomed by the fans, by the team, by just, just the culture of volleyball in Italy is something so special. 
Mm-hmm. Have you found that here? Do you do you, are you have you fallen in love with it? Not just for the food and the wine. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. I think this culture really embraces volleyball. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a different different vibe. Um, I remember the second. No, it was actually the first day I got here. I was just roaming the streets and somebody shouted my name right. on the street, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, I just arrived. Like. And I, tu- I was like, there's no way somebody's saying my name right now. And then I yeah. turned around and they're like, oh, and I was, you know, yes. I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, I definitely think that they are super pumped. You know, it's unfortunate that we have no fans right now or we have like less fans. Mm-hmm. But um, I still think that there's a huge following here and people are it really pumped It feels so good, it. right? Yeah. Oh, it feels great. I yeah. know people would just line up even for training. And I'm not even talking about after a big game or, you know, in the stadiums. Literally at training, we'd have people waiting outside of our practices to get an, to get an autograph or or you know a hug or anything, wow. any just any contact with us. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm I'm such a star. I've you made are. it. You are Kiki. Yes, <laughs> I've you are. made it. <laughs> but you know, because I don't know, and maybe at Penn State you felt that sometimes. But coming from you know volleyball in England and myself not being a big name. In, in the US, there's just, it's nice that volleyball is appreciated in this country. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I love it. It's, it's been amazing so far. Like, yeah. It's really good. Would you, if you could choose, would you stay in Italy? Uh, do you have big, big, you know, aspirations for Turkey or China or South Korea or anything like that? Yeah, or what's your so trajectory? I would love, love to stay in Italy if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm also an open book. So whatever happens in my life or where I need to be, I'll, I'll go and I'll do. And um, but yeah, I, I really like this culture and I like the atmosphere. And I just think like I could see myself here. So yeah. it feels good. So yeah. hopefully, <laughs> yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. And you said that there are no, there haven't been fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you not had any fans at any games? How has it been this so, year? So yeah, so we've had like maybe 200 300 fans at a game um yeah not so much and i remember when i was playing even in when i was on a polish team last season um we came to busto and mm. i just remember i couldn't believe how many fans you know and they're yeah. always chanting on the drums and mm-hmm. like to feel that energy you know i i can't wait to feel that again and see that you know happen but um yeah i just i think the games would be unreal with fans you know mm. i love having that intense atmosphere so i can't wait for that to happen again but yeah it's maybe that's why i'm biased because busto the Busto's, team that you just mentioned is where i play yeah, and their fans are such crazy. a huge following and i remember like sometimes before the games i would sort of look up because it it really is a big you know yeah, stadium and it goes up into the sky it feels like and i remember looking up and being like all these people are here to watch us, to watch me. Yeah. Like, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's just, it, it kind of, I'm, it's such a bummer that you don't get to experience that this season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe in Poland, did you have a lot of fans in Poland? Yeah. There, actually, there was a lot of fans in Poland. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was. We had a good following in Zhezhev. Um, yeah. And I, actually, I would say the culture in Poland too, their volleyball, they really take it seriously too. Yeah. And the, the fans, they're, they're awesome. So... Yeah, but I think overall, I think even in Malouse though, Malouse they had we had yeah crazy we had a pretty fans. good following Malouse yeah. as well. That's true. Yeah. But I felt like they didn't really know volleyball the way that maybe Polish or Italian fans. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay, if you were to speak to a person, a player, a young girl who's thinking about going overseas or coming overseas, I should say, because we're on this side of the pond, um, would you? What would be your recommendations to her? Oh man, I would say uh, first and foremost to be take it easy on yourself because it is an adjustment mm-hmm. and it is hard because you know you think. There's little things in daily lives like that you would just be like, you know, easy to do in the U.S. But like here, it takes so much more energy. And it feels <laughs> like it's so much harder to accomplish. So little things that you like, just give yourself grace, I would say. Yeah. Um, like, for example. Like, okay, navigating yourself through streets. Driving, driving, over here, yeah. driving is a lot different than what it is in the U.S. Uh-huh. Um, I remember I was in Especially like in Torino. My gosh, oh, the, the, the first drivers time, here are crazy. The first time I ever drove, like I think Can I was outside now. Yeah, I was driving to Basel, Switzerland. And I remember you telling me this story. <laughs> I literally, it was my first time really driving like in a foreign country. Okay, uh-huh. and. I remember I like literally turned on a one-way street and first off, let's be honest here though, like the streets are crazy. Uh-huh. Like they have trains in the middle of like the trail, the trip, train yeah, track. Yeah, like, um, Can not I trains, say, but train track, trail um, track. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> tram, tram tracks. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. But literally I was trying to like, yeah, it was bad. It was hard, so you're like, welcome to Europe. Okay. Yes, but you know, it was not the proudest moment in my life. But but could you already drive stick when you came oh, over no, here? Oh no no no! You learned that in no, Lewis? No, no. the like second day. No, remember Oliver? Oliver was literally our man. He was kind of like our volunteer manager. Yeah, he took me into the parking lot and he's like, "You're gonna learn how to drive stick." And then I was like, "Okay, like <laughs> let's give us a go." I think I stalled at least like a good like 20 times yeah like it was bad and then thank god olga olga trash oh i say trash right trash 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 trash, trash. i don't know olga gaga yeah she traded her car with me and that was like that's right that's right she had a manual and that's right yeah but yeah so i still to this day don't know how to drive stick it's and did they give you a manual here and in Poland? Oh, yeah. I put it in my contract. I said, no. Girl, you did not. You yeah. put it in your oh, contract. Yeah. Ladies, you. if you're from the U.S., put That's it in your contract to have a manual or automatic car. Yes. I always put it in my contract. Not a manual. A manual is stick. Have an automatic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. What was Olga's then? Not manual? What was it? Just automatic? So hers was automatic. Manual is where you actually grab the gear uh, shift. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Yes, automatic. I always say automatic. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't know you could put it in your contract. I never thought of that. Oh yeah, I did. After France, I was like... (laughs) Well, I guess they will, you know, if a team wants you bad enough, they'll make that kind of concession. It's probably not a huge deal for them. I mean, they get car sponsors and whatnot, but they'll make it happen. Um, So what's your favorite place to have played so far then? And obviously, you don't have to say malicious because we played together. I know that's what you're going to (laughs) say. Yeah. Oh man, ah, that's like a hard question. Like, you mean like a venue or like a team or like what do you like? However, you want to interpret the question. <laughs> favorite place I have played in. Um, oh, that's tough. 
I don't even know if I have a favorite because I really like everywhere I go. Yeah. I know that's really stupid to say, but... It's not stupid at all because I feel like you and I have this kind of... We talked about this just a minute ago, this sort of outlook on the world where things things are good. Like, we've got it pretty good. If you're playing volleyball for a living, just period, you've got it pretty good. And I know that there's obviously different levels and different teams and different salaries and all the things. Yeah. Like... I know. If you're there to, to, I don't know, to enjoy it and to just have a good, you can just choose to enjoy it mm-hmm. at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. So I really don't have an answer. <laughs> I really like, I, I enjoy everywhere I play, really. I do. So there's some great gyms. I can't think of them at the top of my head, but uh, yeah. Well, you'll have a long illustrious career and I'll come back to you in 10 years and be like now tell me which yeah, is your favorite I'll tell you yeah after <laughs> you'll yeah. still be like I don't know I liked everywhere everyone. I know I know yeah <laughs> yeah um all right so t- tell me about the moment when you so you decided from when you were young that you wanted to play in college did you already know you wanted to play pro or was that kind of a once you had done your college career did someone approach you or were you did you have it in the back of your mind how did you find yeah. out about it yeah so I th- when I, I think it was always on the back end of my mind, like back mm-hmm. burner. And I, I knew when I went to Penn State, like I was going to see how I felt. Mm-hmm. And um, after Penn State, I was a little burnt out from volleyball. I, I was, yeah. and it was just a lot at the time. And so I always knew though, I was like, okay, like, let's just try it out. Let's, let's play professional and see where it goes. And then after that, I'll, if I'm happy, I'm happy. I'll keep going. If I'm not, then okay. But yeah, I think like, it was so funny because even when I was at Penn State, people were always asking me like, oh, so what do you want to do afterwards? Mm -hmm. Do you want to play professional? Do you want to just get a job? And I was like, always responding like, no, I think I want to try this volleyball thing now. I think I want to go professional yeah. and, you know, see where, see the world and, and make a good living and see where that goes. But yeah, I, I don't think it was, um, like something I regretted for sure. I, I love being here. This is, and did, did an agent a- approach you or how did you sort of get your first contract? Yeah. So my senior year so after like the final four my senior year i got mm-hmm. contacted by a couple agents and they just okay so they contact you they yeah. just email cold cold yes. emails you yeah they email or call you or get your number somehow mm-hmm. um and then you just figure out who who fits your personality or who fits like the direction you want to go and and you feel comfortable and safe with them and you know after that they try to find you a gig and it's really 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 crazy because at one moment you can think that you're going somewhere and then the next like day or so oh no just kidding it's switched to that you know so yeah it's very like you never know what's gonna happen and it's very um like okay like now we now let's see let's spin the wheel where i'm going this time you know like yeah yeah but um yeah, so my first gig was in Sylvania, and I I couldn't tell you I was going to play in Sylvania. I didn't. I had no idea they had a league there, you know. Yeah. And it was amazing. I liked the the atmosphere. The people were great. I've heard cool some people country. say they loved Slovenia. Like yeah, some people was, like they're like S, and then they like spell out the love in big capitals. Yeah. They're like I Slovenia. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. Um, I loved my coach. He really um, made me like love the game again, mm-hmm. and just. I don't know. It, it 
I, I'm a true believer that there's people that make your experiences like you can be in like a, a weird place or a place that's not so as glamorous, but if like you're surrounded by good people, like yeah. I think it just makes it that much better, like yeah. the situation. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Have you had any really weird experiences? And by weird, I mean, I mean, it could be something actually that, that happened physically or like I, I sometimes, you know, you, maybe you get a weird message from a fan or something. Like I tell this, I tell this yeah. story all the time, but people always, for some reason, message me about feet, and I just find it so <laughs> gross and weird. But that's like oh, I always get like feet messages. <laughs> like, have you had any weird messages like that, or <laughs> moments where you're like, what is going on? I, I mean, the only thing I think I just have like, you know, people reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram, mm -hmm. and just like. Um, I don't know, asking me questions or I don't know. Do they want to date you? Are they like nice questions? Like, you're so beautiful, you're so lovely, oh, you go with me? Or is it sort of like... Uh, it's like... A mixture of some things. <laughs> it's a mix sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. You can be real specific. You remember, <laughs> we don't have any sponsors, so you can you can be graphic, you can be dirty, you can yeah. curse. No, sometimes... Don't have any names, you yeah, know? But. No, sometimes the messages can be a little inappropriate, I think, yeah. but uh, you just try to be kind and nice and... Look how sweet Moose is. I try. Like, I don't want to say anything mean about I anybody. Don't, I appreciate, I appreciate, like, people reach now and showing their support mm -hmm. but also there's a fine line if you cross that then i'm just gonna be like okay yeah thank you very much and hope you have a great day <laughs> yeah enjoy the match yeah 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 um okay well then what about social media in general because this has only become a, a even a question in the last sort of few years of me playing when i when i first started playing i don't even think instagram was a thing but do you sort of see it as I want to show the world what I'm doing every day, what I had for breakfast, what yeah. I, you know, I want to share every minute or are you kind of like, mm, I'm more personal and you know, yeah, you know, know, you know it's on. so like, I think I'm more private. I think mm -hmm. I, I like even doing this, I'm like, oh, like I'm thinking in the back of my head, what am I saying? I think it's. It's, it's good to be vulnerable and real and tell it like it is. So I'm happy I'm doing this experience because it's it's pushing me to just... Yeah, your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, it's definitely outside my comfort zone. So I apologize. It's outside of mine too, but I yeah. feel like just day by day by day, I get more and more, I don't know. I'm just like, oh, there's a camera there. Whatever. Yeah. I'll yeah. edit out if we say something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, you know, yeah, I would say I'm definitely more like, I don't feel like I'm posting so much more like on my stories or like even like, I try to be careful with what I post. It, you have to have a healthy balance with social media because sometimes it's like it can consume you and then mm. you're just like, ugh, like this is not real life, you know? Like I'd rather much like, I'd rather be out in the world doing it, you know, yeah. than just being like posting about it, you know? And I'm trying to like, I don't know, navigate that and it's good. But I also want to share with people because, you know, it's important to share like important moments. So, yeah. I, you know, I just, I try to keep it private, the things that I want to keep private. And then, <laughs> you know. Do you feel a responsibility as an athlete, as a high level athlete that people and young girls are maybe looking up to? Do you feel I have a responsibility to share my experience as a player because maybe I can help someone else or maybe they're looking to me for inspiration or motivation or 
or does that not really does yeah, that cross your mind at all? It, no, it definitely it definitely crosses my mind. You know, when I'm I'm posting something, I I just want to make sure that it's authentic, but also you know respectful and and little girls and anyone can look up to it. Um, I always yeah, and I and I try you know like people have said like try to keep your Instagram that like you'll be fine with your grandma watching it. You know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know I also, I also, also too it's like. At the same time, it's like, okay, like, yes, but I also need to be who I am and uh-huh. who, like, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm being somebody that I'm not. And yeah. so, I don't know, for me, it's like, I don't want to feel guilty or like, I just want to try to truly embrace who I am and not feel like the pressure of like someone judging me, you know, because people are always mm-hmm. going to judge. So you just got to live yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do you, boo. Yeah, I know. It's cheesy to say that but it's true it's so true <laughs> it is, yeah but also the thing is that i i find and maybe it's because i'm a, just a grandma i don't know but it, here in italy women as even female athletes are much maybe it's not just here in italy but in general people are very they show a lot like i see a lot of butt cheeks on the on the gram and i mean even from my friends that i'm like I know you as a person. I know you're awesome. I know you're, you know, you stand for, you know, women empowerment and and being a strong role model. But why can I see your butt cheeks right now? Maybe I'm just, like I said, I I don't know if I'm alone in this or if I'm just a grandma and I'm like, yeah, you cover her up. Yeah. But some people really just, I feel they just give away too much. That's just totally unnecessary and a little bit demeaning for women and for athletes and for I don't know yeah you know I for me I just try to I try to like not not judge because I don't know the person or you know but I would hope that that person is just truly themselves on that. Mm. If they're posting that hey go for it if that's you that's you but you know I, I just think like for me, I, I I don't I don't want to say like, oh, like, you know, you posted that, like, oh my gosh, and judge, you know, because I feel like we're all so judgy. Yeah. Um, but judging yeah. the Judgersons, all of us. Yeah. So I you know, if that's what makes them feel happy and confident, I you know, I'm gonna be the person that's your hype man. So like if you feel good about posting that, hats off to you. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. but I understand there's a healthy balance, you know, so I don't know. I just, I try to keep it light and happy. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's their, their situation and they'll have to answer to whatever they need to answer to. And fair enough. Yeah. What about, okay. So I know that you're an awesome volleyball player <laughs> and I know that you're an awesome person. Do you also do any kind of mental training on like on the side of any physical training or taking care of these kind of yeah so habits i would say my mental training is just anything like going outside (laughs) cooking watching a good movie learning a new language trying to Mm -hmm. um just keeping myself occupied i um i don't know and listening to good music i that's Mm. what really helps me um I don't know, digest the day and stay away from like volleyball and like that process in your head. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I I think 
I like to learn new things each day if I can. You know, you should always be a learner, people. Always learn something <laughs> new. I'm always learning. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But it's a good mo- a mantra. Good mantra. Yeah, we always have to learn. Keep I'm, on learning. Yeah. Just it's, keep swimming. Just keep swimming. You remember that from Nemo? <laughs> Finding Dory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't she the cutest ever? Yeah. Yeah, she is. So we're talking about Dory now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. the wrong with Finding Nemo. Yes. Like, yes. It's a classic. Yes. Very classic. I was actually really scared of Nemo. Like Finding Nemo. Scared of Nemo? Yeah. I was scared of the movie. Like I I remember watching it like in third grade when it first came out in the school like cafeteria and I was traumatized by that barracuda. Right. Like it was, no, I'm serious to this day. I'm like traumatized by it. So I will not watch like, it. Name your the scariest movie you've ever seen. Finding Nemo so for me. Finding Nemo. It's a hundred percent the answer. Don't try. Oh, that's that. hilarious! Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, I hurt my rib. Ah. Oh. I make her heart stutter. Is yeah. what she's really You're saying. Right. Oh, okay. Um. So any. So yeah. So just making sure that you have moments to take your mind off of volleyball and just not get too. Because yeah. they're like that's the thing, and I think people probably realize this as they go through it but there's always going to be days where you're like man I just had a bad training or man yeah. the coach didn't play me or oh god we lost or whatever yeah. and you're far from your normal people that can yes. comfort you mm-hmm. so obviously we've got FaceTime and things like that but if you make a point to yeah get away from volleyball and take your mind off of it but not just yeah not just Netflix and chill but yeah. actually like, going for a walk reading a book yes. listening to a podcast talking to somebody going for coffee like yeah. it really like it helps. it helps a lot. Yeah, for sure. And have there been moments where you've questioned your decision at all to come over and play pro? Oh my gosh. I think you would be like not normal if you did, you know, like, no, I like, yes, of course. I feel like it goes, you know, you're asking why some days, why am I doing this? Like, you know, yeah. and on those hard days, you're like, this is just too much, you yeah. know, but, um, you know, those days pass and, you know, then you have a good day and then it gets better. And sure enough, you're just chugging along and you, you, you're fine. But yeah, I always remind myself, just oh, Allie, like you were, went through this, like, just keep going, like yeah. you're going to be fine. And then you eventually are fine. So, yeah. Yeah. You just have to find the things that make you happy in that moment when that's happening. So like if I'm stressed or if I'm going through a hardship during that time, you have to really focus on stuff outside of volleyball that makes you feel happy. Yeah. And I really focus on that. And yeah. I just try to like get myself back into my groove. And and then before you know it, you're, you're smiling again. You're happy again. Life is grand. <laughs> Life is grand. Life is grand, yes. Um. Yeah, because you told me that last season in Poland, there were some... You, you basically you were a starter your whole life your whole Penn State career all the way yeah. and then there were some moments in Poland last season where you were benched and you yeah. you know all of us have these moments where we're like wait am I not good enough like what is the coach thinking what should I, I don't, you know all these negative thoughts can go through your head was there anything that you would suggest to let's say a first year player coming over and this might happen to them yeah Were there things that helped you to deal with it or yeah so for sure you know I think I learned such a big lesson beyond the bench um, mm. in Poland because 
it was my first time truly never starting a game in my life. And so Mm -hmm. I took that so hard and it was really, I struggled with it for a very long time. I took it so personally because I trained so hard and I, you know, I put everything in my heart and my blood, everything into it, you know? So for me, I was like, this is something that, you know, I can't even control the situation. You know, I can put in all this hard work and do all the things I can in practice. But at the end of the day, it's a coach's decision and, you know, and a team, you know, so it's, you have to remember that control the things that you can control. And when that moment happens, when you're on the bench or if you're, you know, you have to just be a good teammate, write it out, you know, and it, it gives you a different perspective. You know, I learned so much being on the bench and, I think I truly needed to to see what it was like, really, like yeah. to experience like what it feels like. And um, yeah, I, I think like it just prepares you for that moment when you do go on the court and, yeah. you know, you start and do all that stuff. So I think for people that are maybe getting benched right now or, or going through that hard, hard time, I just think that you have to not lose confidence in your abilities. Mm keep positive I know it's so hard it might be hard to say stuff like that right now when you're going through it but to just keep grinding it out and soon one day you'll realize what's going on and what the reason was yeah Yeah. and also silver lining because then you eventually ended up being voted best attacker in the league okay yes (laughs) no like yes but no it's just so humble yeah no it was it was like yeah it was like for the cup it was awesome so but that but that just goes to show i mean it doesn't have really a reflection on you as a player or you know like you said it's a decision of the coach and i think at all levels we have to experience that and we will at some point you know whether it takes to your second year in professional or if you're you know a jv player on the bench like there are just that's the point of having 12 people on a team. Yes, there have yeah, to be yeah, people yes. who are benched in a certain moment. I don't say, you know, just get comfortable there. I don't say that at all. Yeah. But it is a learning experience and it is so important to building you as a player because yeah. then when you do get your feet on the court, you don't want to lose it. No. And you know what it's like on the other side. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's an important it's an Yeah, important part. it's like, it, yeah, it really like truly makes you like a better person, I think. Yeah. A better volleyball player. You see difference. You see outside of what's going on. You're like, okay, yeah. Because when you're in it, you don't really see some things that are happening outside of the court. So that's another thing I would say. If you are being benched or you're just uh, for a certain game, you're not playing. Mm-hmm. Don't take it personally. Don't think about you. Think about okay, what can I still give to the team? Yes. yes. All right. And here I have vision of the whole court. I can see the girl who's playing in my position. Like okay, maybe she her line you know yeah. line attack is open, or maybe she needs to take one step yeah. in the block. Yeah, and helping them out gi- and give yes. that stuff to like her. You that know, feedback. Yeah, for if sure. You're, if you're truly a selfless player and a yeah. teammate, like that's what you're thinking about. You're not thinking, oh, I'm just yes. stuck on the bench. She's poor old me, and my coach hates me, and everything's yeah. shit. Yeah, that's and blah, another blah, blah. thing too. It's so important to keep your composure and be classy always. Like, yeah. it has nothing to do with the person like ahead of you, like yes. in that position. You know, like I, you have to always be nice, and and it's a sport, and those people are just doing their job. And yeah. at the end of the day, like we all are trying to win. We're all trying to be. A good good person and, and help the team as much as we can so yeah. I don't think like negativity is going to help any situation with that like yeah. okay like obviously you're competitive but like 
at the same time, give like channel that like frustration or something into something positive, like help your teammates or mm-hmm. tell them good job. Like yeah. they did a great job. Why not tell them you, you did a great job tonight? And yeah, yeah it really, it's really simple. <laughs> so simple. So simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I feel like we've discussed a lot of things. Yeah. I feel like we've, I've, I, I feel like I've at least scratched the surface. I know there's so yes. much more to boost that I, I, I'm like, oh, I want to bring it out. Like, what can I, can I get, in, get in there, get her talking about? Um, but yeah, is there anything else that you would just, I don't know, give mm. to younger players or? Okay, so. Wise words from Moose. Yeah, so um, one of the biggest things that I've actually came across, maybe actually this summer I was talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. And they were t- they were telling me like what gives them joy or what they what they want out of life, yeah. and I they responded saying, "I want to live a life. I want to be worthy of rest." And I remember I was like, mm-hmm. "Worthy of rest? Like, what do you mean by that?" They want to look back in their life and know that they did all that they could. And they worked hard at whatever they wanted and say, okay, like I, I gave it my all. I did, did what I could and I'm happy and I'm worthy of the rest. Yeah. So cheesy, maybe cheesy, <laughs> but I would say to anybody out there that is trying to work towards a dream or a goal or something short term or long term, like maybe keep that in the back of your head. Like I want to be yeah. worthy of rest one day. I want to like look back and be like, yeah. I did ball out or yeah, I worked so hard that now I'm like, okay, this was, that was good. And now I can be happy and content with resting, you know? I like that. I don't know. Ooh, good one, Miss. Good one. Ooh, chills, little chills. Boom, we gotta end on that because it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, so. Okay, Moose is out now. Moose out, mic drop. Peace. (laughs) Boom. Worthy of rest. And um, if anyone wants to reach out to you and has questions, yes. not, not, you know, not weird questions about feet, but if you have any questions about, about volleyball or playing pro or mindset yes. or any of these kind of things, I'm sure that you would be more than happy to. Yes. I would love, love to have anybody it. out. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Moose. Right, thank you. Love ya. Bye. <laughs> Hey, it's Key. If you made it this far, that is amazing. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. A little sneak peek into the minds of a couple of professional athletes. If you want to help us grow the show, please do subscribe so you guys will be notified when I have my next guest. And if you know any volleyball players that might enjoy listening, go ahead and share it with them or on your social media, tag me and I will be sure to repost it because you're amazing. (laughs) Definitely have a look on the YouTube channel for videos with today's guests and you'll see her team in training, you'll see where she lives and all the quirky, interesting details of life as a professional volleyball player in Europe. Also, if you guys have any suggestions for future guests, leave them in a comment over on YouTube or on Instagram. You can just search BB Key or Key Michael or the Volley Bubble and you should be able to find me. So thanks for listening and I'll catch you guys on the next one.